0: So what's happening? So wanna do a check in? Yeah,
1: let's check in.
0: So how's your week been? Um My week has been
1: straight. It was a busy week.
0: Um That's it? Yeah. That's all you got? That's all <laughs> I got. It was a busy
1: week. Yeah? Yeah.
0: How was your week? Well my week was busy too. A lot of unexpected things. I had um two of my employees called out on two different days. So I had to go in and cover some appointments. And um, then we had our Christmas gathering for our, for our team Life Touch Massage. That was fun.
1: Okay. So
0: that was the end to a stressful week. Mm-hmm. And I'm expecting a much better week this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this week is just gonna, it deserves to go smoothly because last week was kind kinda hell. So, <laughs> yeah, you pulled, I deserve a good week this week.
1: You pulled week. an all, all day oh, shift man. Friday.
0: It reminded me of back in the day when I was doing like 12 massages in a day. Yeah. Know? So,
1: you know, and, uh, I think thinking about everything that's going on with, um, in the world with COVID, mm-hmm. I think it kind of aligns perfectly with our topic for today. Yeah. How so? So, um, It's folks out here in the street that need to be canceled because.
0: <laughs> that need to be canceled? They need
1: to be canceled because we got a lot of hypocrites out here, y'all. So people around here talk about take COVID series. you need to wear a mask. And then you see them in these gatherings um, and they're not wearing masks. Like the whole entire time, they're just out and about. And then you'll hear them turn around and say, COVID is serious. And I, I, I realize that some of us are trying to, like, navigate this new norm. Yeah. And it doesn't feel real. But we're we going to start canceling some of y'all.
0: So you're going to cancel them because they had a, a family gathering?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm canceling some nieces, some cousins in them.
0: So what we talking about today?
1: we talking about? the cancel culture the
0: cancel culture you ready to get started let's do it let's do it
1: we're two self-care experts a
0: massage therapist
1: and a licensed professional counselor
0: husband and wife and parents of three
1: business owners and working professionals
0: who have intimate experience with stress both professionally and personally
1: our podcast aims to teach the everyday professional
0: how to live through the stresses in life
1: while learning to be their best in life So, welcome to episode 2, season 3 of Living a Less Stress Life podcast.
0: Was you about to say Living a Less Life? Mm I don't
1: know what I was going to say. I'm your host, Tiffany Story. And I'm
0: your host, Lamar Story.
1: And so, what are we talking about?
0: Um, Well, today we're going to be talking about council culture. What it is, the good, the bad, and the ugly side of council culture. So I think, in today's society, mm-hmm. right, and I think council culture pretty much just to kind of give you a description of what it is. I was
1: about to say, let's start there.
0: Give us a description of what it is.
1: So,
0: <laughs> Tiffany.
1: So you gonna put me on a spot? Tell so,
0: me where to start.
1: But basically, this whole um, this whole notion of council culture is basically where if someone does something that is unpopular, people, a mass group of people, popular by popular vote, this person pretty much um, is isolated. Everybody yeah. bags away from it. Everybody pretty much um, disassociates with this person and they cancel them. Um, it really means... And it sounds
0: really harsh. If you think about it, to be canceled yeah. means to be ended. It's like, you know, your favorite Netflix show, Just all of a sudden, it's just counseling. It's what? Yeah. So you know that's kind of the council culture is like that, but on a very personal level, to where somebody can, you can make a mistake as a human beings. We all make mistakes, right? I believe this council culture though doesn't allow you to make a mistake anymore. And then it's like with social media, everything is exasperated. Exasperated. Mm -hmm. Is that the right word? Good job. (laughs) And uh, thank you. (laughs) But um but social media causes everything to just be blown out of proportion. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it needs to be, but sometimes things can be blown out of proportion that doesn't need to be. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So let's so let's just kind of break down this whole ideology of cancel culture. Break it Let, down. Look, so let's start
0: forever and consistently be broken.
1: Yes. <laughs> so let's go. I think the whole notion behind cancel culture is making people pay for bad decisions. I think there there are circumstances where canceling people can be a good thing. Like Harvey Weinstein, you know, he had a history of um sexual misconduct yeah. in In the film industry, Mm -hmm. but because he was rich, because he had so many ties and had so much power and esteem, you know, people were pretty much dismissing his behaviors, you know, Um, and the same thing can be said true about Bill Cosby. Um, You know, there's a lot of disputes about that. But at the end of the day, when you're talking about people who have a history of doing something that is not right that yeah. oppresses other people that um s- you know suppresses people's voice mutes them mm-hmm. takes away their power takes away um you know takes away the their freedom yeah. and their self identity i think is okay to cancel them right right to basically say this is not acceptable
0: so even if it's been 20 years later like for Maybe. for instance the bill cosby thing right i'm not really i hadn't made a decision about that
1: me either me and you so it's it's like the feelings about that
0: some of the things now they say i heard some people were lying i heard some people were you know making up stuff but how many years later were, were all of these things that happened
1: yeah, I'm not saying necessarily Belle Cosby because I, I do have very mixed feelings about that. There were a lot of people who were like Janice Dickinson, one of the models that um, she was, you know, a popular supermodel who also was on the Tyra Banks show as a as a guest judge. I mean, pretty much she admitted in her own book that she, she falsified her story. Mm-hmm. So I do have mixed feelings about that. And it was way after the fact. And I know people who have a history of being sexually victimized will disagree because Depending on how bad you're sexually assaulted, it doesn't go away. Yeah. It's a present thing for you, mm-hmm. and I think us being outsiders, us being observers of somebody else's trauma, it it doesn't feel like it happened to us. So it's easy for us to say, "Hey, that's so far removed from this who this person currently is. They shouldn't have to pay for it." But the reality is, if this person was indeed Sexually victimizing people, drugging them, and taking advantage of them—they should be held responsible for it. Right, Um, I agree
0: with that. Yeah.
1: However, I do believe people change. You know Mm. what I'm saying? But that doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't have to be held responsible for your actions. Pay for
0: your consequences. Exactly. I mean, pay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Pay. Yeah. Pay for your actions. Pay for your actions. Yeah. So I think. I think this whole thing of cancel culture, in some circumstances can be good that's the good side of it yeah. when you're talking about systemic racism and oppression when you're talking about misogyny when you're talking about um pet uh pedophilia when you're talking about uh
0: cassandra said she agreed 20 to 30 years is just way too long to bring charges
1: yeah i mean i have mi- like i said i have mixed mm-hmm. feelings about that because I'm a licensed professional counselor who have sat in a room with people who've been sexually victimized who are currently 18 years old that were victimized at three years old. But, you know, their trauma was so deep and had uh, such a huge impact on their growth and development as a person. It literally robs them of something. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think if you were the person that trauma happened to, you're not going to agree. And... In our society, we have, we've made it popular to shame victims. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
0: So, let's start on that. All right. So, <laughs> the council culture can also happen to regular people like you and I. Yeah. So, for instance, I'm going to give an example. I'm not going to name names of restaurants or people, but I had a client who came in and she was visibly distraught. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So I was, as I was about to proceed on her foot bath, I asked her, I said, what's wrong? And she just started crying. So while she was explaining to me what happened, she was at a popular restaurant here in Birmingham. Mm. And her and her friends were there. And there was an incident. I heard that side of the story. I, don't, I didn't hear the other side of the story. So I, I don't take sides on that. So, there was an incident at the restaurant, Mm -hmm. right? So,
1: without giving too many details. Yeah,
0: without giving too many details. It was an incident. The restaurant experience wasn't nice for her and her friends. And, but what happened after that, because it was a very popular restaurant with a very popular owner, um, I don't wanna give out too much detail. Basically that
1: person was experiencing folks attacking her and So yes,
0: that my client experienced attacks from people she didn't even know. It was just people from everywhere threatening them, sending them hateful messages. And this this young lady actually loves to support black owned businesses. She just, you know, said well, from she stated she loved to support businesses, right? So she, you know, but that happened to her. So it was kind of like a council culture. She has a business herself, Mm -hmm. and when I experienced that with her, I was like, "Wow!" Like, we can get. Thank you. (laughs) I think the council culture gives power to people who are who otherwise don't have power. Yeah, and I think sometimes that can be a bad thing. So people it's fed by emotions. So yeah, people don't even know they might not even know the story, but because they it's it's like the pack theory, like with wolves. You heard of the pack theory, right? Mm-hmm. Like or the the mob uh mentality. So the pack theory and mob mentality, you get like a mob mentality and you attack a certain person, and because the person that you like um that's riding with you. This person over here didn't say nothing to you, but you said something to their friends, so now you're attacking them. Well, imagine if you got a thousand people that got your back attacking this one person. And it's like, how does that make them feel? Yeah. So that's that's kind of like the mob mentality. And I think sometimes with, with council culture, it gives those people who are otherwise powerless, that only has the power of their Twitter fingers or through the Internet, And with the mob mentality, it's like, oh, I accomplished this thing. I shut this person down. But on the other side, you really have no idea how you made that person feel.
1: Yeah. I also think it creates a space for people to bully other people or people who are bullies who may have toxic behaviors. It creates an environment of toxicity. You know what I'm saying? Um, And I think oftentimes, like you said, the people who are doing this are people who feel powerless other places because people can hide behind the computer. They can hide on the internet. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I mean, I think a good example of cancel culture is the Beehive. Mm. You know, Beyonce has a huge following. I'm a big Beyonce fan, but you know, literally, if I love say,
0: Beyonce. <laughs> I
1: if you say one thing about Beyonce and. You come for her the wrong way. You got millions, millions, of, millions of people who, I mean, I've literally seen people post on somebody making a comment about Beyonce, them posting bzz, like BZZZZ. Like, don't, don't, you know what I'm saying? Don't do that. Yeah. And so I think Beyonce's followers is a huge example of how. Cancel culture can be very toxic. And they thrive off that. And it's so funny because the media talks that up. Like the beehive, the beehive. Lori Harvey was seen in a picture with Jay Z. And it was just like, the beehive will come for you. And she had to basically say, I'm a A. Beyonce fan. I am part of the beehive. Like, don't come for me. So you
0: see how much power is there? There There's so much power in that little, in, in the internet and with the social. Bullying. So and if you want- these
1: people don't even the crazy yeah. part, of, these people all associate with this group or consider themselves part of this club and they don't even know each other. Yeah. This group doesn't even have a face. They don't even have a representative. It's just millions of people who adore and worship Beyonce who feel like she can't do no wrong, so don't come for her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's the ugly side.
0: And we can talk about ice cube. Now this is one thing that really disappointed me. Um, Stephanie <laughs> says she agreed. She, I'm, I'm assuming she's talking about the beehive statement. Don't play with the bee.
1: Or but, I uh, think she's just saying the whole toxic
0: thing with oh, cancer yeah. cult- culture. But um, Ice Cube, I'm a, I mean I'm a fan of Ice Cube. I love yay, Ice yay. Cube. Yay yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um. That yeah, was very really wrong. Right oh <laughs> yay. Yeah. But, but, so of course everybody knows who the president is, and Ice Cube wanted to have a conversation with the president or his people on the behalf of black people. But because black people, but because uh, everybody is so infuriated with the president. And is so emotionally charged. It really, really disliked the president. The mere fact that Ice Cube spoke to him caused people to want to cancel Ice
1: Cube. We're talking about black the black community right now. How
0: can you cancel the man who brought you all the Fridays? <laughs> is that your only reason? <laughs> but no, all the barbershops. That's another reason. <laughs> but no,
1: N.W.A., <laughs> How can you cancel Ice Cube? I you think know, it's, it's just, other things that Ice Cube has done for the community. Like yes. creating like the the football team. You yeah, know, the trying, basketball team. Is it the basketball team? Yes. Okay. Creating an alternative league for yeah. people who couldn't make it to the NBA or, or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, I think there are other things that I've heard that he's done for the community in terms of even putting on... Um, actors giving people opportunities oh, yeah. in hollywood who wouldn't otherwise have opportunities mm-hmm. um for acting and really kind of launching their acting careers and so
0: but that goes back to the emotional side of it right because it, it's about an emotion people hated trump so bad mm-hmm. that anybody that spoke to him or Look what happened to Kanye West. Cancelled immediately. Um,
1: that guy from the um, movie The Great Debaters that came up, um, Nate. I think that's his name. Um, what was that popular movie that just that came out? And then um, God, I can't think of his name right now. And then yeah,
0: I think his name. Well, Nate was the character he plays. Is that his real name though?
1: I don't. I don't think so. What was the name of um, the film though? And. Everybody started talking about some sexual charges that some sexual rape allegations that had been brought up against him when he was in college, and he was pretty much saying that what was being stated wasn't. It was a lot of information oh, that went yeah, there. Oh yeah, I
0: remember that. I remember that.
1: And the the film was a remake of something that had happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, dang, it's gonna come to me even when I when I least expect it. I think that was a good example because it tanked his movie. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and what I don't, what I didn't like about it was that I saw a lot of women who considered themselves feminists. Just basically, it was around the time that the stuff had, was starting to fizzle out a little bit about Bill Cosby and his sexual allegations, and it was during the whole Times Up Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Those may be two different, but during one of those movements, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I think that. People just, you know, people just automatically start boycotting and not supporting this black actor because of these allegations. But the thing about it was he wasn't facing any current allegations. This was something that had happened in the past that had a resolution. Now whether people agree with it or not, but people start making assumptions and having conversations about it because the, the girl who was the lady that was involved, I think she might have committed suicide or something like that, okay. or yeah, mm. and um or she died. But yeah, I think even her brother came out and said it was like, hey, there's other things that transpired in her life following this that kind. Of, it just it was a snowball of things, and I I. I really hated it because yeah. the movie could have been successful, but people did not want to see him succeed because a past charge. Had so been that brought.
0: goes back. Can you even make a mistake in today's time? Yeah. Right. So with social media and everything like that, can you you can mess around and say the wrong word. Take Church of the Highlands. He followed the wrong person. Now, he did invite the man to his church to speak to children. Which, when I found that out, I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's deep.
1: A clear racist. Yeah,
0: but I do my best not to prejudge people, mm-hmm. right? Because especially if you don't have all the facts. Just like when they come to our facility, we say this is a no-judgment zone. Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot from people that Can are different from me, mm-hmm. that are different from me, that I would have never known if I hadn't interacted with them. Mm-hmm. You know, so like some of my my clients are gay, or they might have some kind of disability or something like that. But they're the way they think about certain things. I would automatically be like, "Oh no, I don't agree with that." Until you actually have a discussion with them, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You be like, "Oh, hmm." Now I can see how you view things this way. Now I'm not saying that I agree with Church of the Highlands. I'm not saying that at all, Pastor Chris. Well, he owns Church of the Highlands, right?
1: Yeah, but there's more pastors, and I think you need to be very specific. Well, yeah,
0: Pastor Chris. And so not saying that I agree with him, but he was immediately counseled. Now, did it, how, how bad did it affect him? I don't know. The church is still growing, and well, it's massive. Now, could he have learned from his mistake and been like, Oh, man, maybe I didn't see it this way, or is that who he really is? You know what I'm saying? So then that's where you come into like, okay, what do we do about this? And I think that's why a lot of people are still to this day don't know if I need to be a member of this church or not. You know, it's like, no, people make mistakes. So mm -hmm. for
1: for those of you who follow us on the podcast or who are not living in Birmingham, Alabama, the Church of the Highlands is essentially a mega church that is um, multi-racial. Um, multi-ethnic so, I
0: think it's still majority white with it, some sprinkles
1: it may be but their whole thing is about bring about ha- fellowshipping with different races is it from my understanding from the people I talk to so, oh, okay. okay I'm just trying to explain oh, I'm just, okay. I, I
0: didn't know if that was their mission because you made it sound like that was the mission but I don't know if it was just that or just it's people not even,
1: it do not have to be their ma- church
0: because this is a good church
1: well, it does not have to be their mission, but it is multi-ethnic. And the problem with mm-hmm. with what came up with the Church of Highlands is that the the lead pastor or the executive pastor of Church of the Highlands was so uh, was basically associating with Trump, the Trump um
0: the Trump campaign and yeah. another guy that I can't remember his name But right he now.
1: was following someone who's known as a white nationalist who is um, like very vocal about um, being prejudiced and racist and he was liking his post and had even invited him to his church and pretty much a member of the church or a few members of the church put him on blast. And so... You know um, ain't
0: nobody over there, right?
1: Yeah, I'm, I am I know anybody <laughs> over there. I'm just trying look to make to this sure... this camera right
0: here. Okay. Just look at the folks. Put
1: him on blast trying to make sure that he was held accountable for what could be seen as his true intentions or true feelings. I, I do want to make a comment about how I feel about the situation because I do think that there is a certain responsibility for those who are in leadership. Do I think someone needs to be canceled for making a mistake? No. But I do think someone needs to be held responsible if who they are in private doesn't align with who they pretend to be in public. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you're if you are The big thing for the Church of Highlands for me is that they are positioning themselves and buying real estate and investing in neighborhoods that are predominantly uh, black. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And trying to connect with that community. Well, if the person who heads your whole organization does not really like the people you're going in the community and serving, it reminds me of what's the chick who was the founder of uh, Parent Parenthood? Um, I can't think of her name. Planned Parenthood. Yeah, Planned uh, Parenthood. Mm-hmm. You know the whole her whole belief was really genocide. You know the whole giving abortions to people of color, uh, specifically African Americans, was really trying to make it so that our population didn't grow. There were alternative. Uh, or 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 ulterior t- motives there, and so
0: Margaret Sanger. Mar-
1: Margaret yes. Sanger, thank you. Um Or if we even think about things like the Tuskegee. um
0: We want to get too much
1: time not, up. Uh, no, but this Welcome. this goes to people being sold one thing when the intentions are something different. Right. And so I think that when you look at incidents like the whole syphilis. The Tuskegee syphilis situation, um, I, dang, I can't even think of what the name of that is called. But historically, there have been people that have come into our communities who have used us for research or, or pretended that they had these intentions. The Freeman's bank, you know, we have we can go through history, you know what I'm saying? And so I think that if you have people who are in high leadership positions, who are public figures, who are famous and we esteem them and, you know, um, kind of put them on the pedestal, they should be held responsible for who they really are if who they present to be in public is is not aligning with their private life. I got you. So uh, one of the things I I wanted to talk about, though, is when you do have people like Pastor Chris, because we've seen this happen to people that we personally know, when you see people who are in these um. Uh, very public roles who are public figures do something that is not right or may not
0: right to who though?
1: Let, hold on let me make my point go ahead so they may do something that is just not right meaning like say they you know they were accused of sexual misconduct let's not even use pastor chris someone was accused of sexual misconduct sexual harassment or rape right and they're a very public figure the the mental health or the psychological impact it has on people who hold them in high esteem or high regard because their they're, their their status gives them a certain amount of power over people right um It has an impact on your psychological health for people who who follow them. You know what I'm saying? It Mm -hmm. kind of puts you in this place where you begin to question your own judgment. You know what I'm saying? But if you're a person who the allegations are false or the allegations may have been misconstrued, like you said, we really don't know who Pastor Chris is. Only Pastor Chris really know how he truly feels, right? Or the people who are in his intimate circle may have a better idea, but for people to cancel you that creates a sense of isolation you know pretty much it dehumanizes you because it doesn't allow a lot of room for you to make a mistake and that's yeah. i think a thing that we really want to kind of focus on the stress of being canceled yeah. you know i think about chris brown like i still have mixed feelings i don't really talk about it because it's not popular opinion um You know, when the whole situation went down between Chris Brown and Rihanna, everybody was just, like, dogging Chris Brown out. But it was clearly stated that Rihanna was hitting him, too. And I think it's so funny because we hold men to a higher standard, like, he shouldn't have hit her like that. He's a man. He knows. He's strong her. I agree. I don't disagree with that. But where is the accountability for a woman who gets mad at a man and starts punching him in the face. When that man blows up and loses his temper because he's being physically assaulted, we only hold him responsible. And so, although And that's
0: based on societal views. Yes.
1: You know? And so, it what really bothered me is it changed both of them. It didn't leave room for reconciliation. It didn't leave room for reunification.
0: Even if they wanted to.
1: Even if they wanted to, even if it was a relationship. The public
0: to power now wow that's that's deep and so I think
1: I think Rihanna <laughs> might have even talked about that at some point like if I was a woman in that situation who antagonized the situation I got upset I'm I blew up I started punching a man but then he loses control and I get injured even though I was the one who initiated he's the one who's held legally responsible right even if I want to say I'm sorry I did that to you, or I put that in, put you in that position, or I should have handled myself better. If I'm a public figure, I can't go through reconciling. Even if I decide to end the relationship, I can never associate it with you again because because
0: the public holds the power and, and they talk canceled about you. That. Let's talk about that. So if Rihanna and honestly, I don't know either one of them. Me, yeah. of course. But for some reason, I do feel like they probably would have made an awesome couple. But if Rihanna, because I think they may have, they've spoken after that, right? Mm -hmm. Even if Rihanna wanted to, because the public has already counseled Chris Brown in that situation, she has to think about how it's gonna affect her life.
1: And they made her the victim. Yeah. They made her the victim.
0: Yeah. So she can't be like, oh, I'm the victim now. I'm going back. And now, how my followers, you know, I got this makeup line. I got this underwear um, line. I got all of this stuff.
1: This has come recently, but yeah. But years I'm saying ago. now. I'm talking about now. Yeah.
0: Even if she wanted to do it now, how would it affect her lifestyle? Yeah.
1: And I think that's. So that's
0: one of the ugly parts.
1: I think the ugly side of it too is Chris Brown talked about how the deep psychological impact. Here was a person who's already been raised in a home, who's been exposed his to His dad violence, was,
0: yeah, you know, being on his mom or his mom, boyfriend, or whoever it was.
1: Had his own emotional issues, was in a relationship that was deeper than he was ready for or yeah. mature enough for, yeah. right? But after that, because people cancel him, he really talked about the loneliness, the depression, the isolation that he felt, and it led to him having more issues, which further confirmed for everybody else that he needed to be canceled. But really, it was the popular opinion that was driving him into those beha- those behaviors. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Everybody dogging him out, not being able to escape people's opinion. People hollering at but him and his shoulders.
0: That you can't escape.
1: You can't even... People showed up at this man's shows just to try to shut him down. You know what I'm saying? And so, at the age he can was... Can you think of a
0: local situation like that? Something that that we can bring it to home with? I mean, but it, it, it can happen. I mean... Like, you can make a mistake and go to jail for something. I don't know. I think somebody locally was... He went, they, he went to jail for um, fraud or something like that, right? But had a popular nightclub. Mm-hmm. Shut it down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Immediately got counseled. Mm-hmm. I think the problem with counsel culture is that we don't allow people to be human beings with counsel culture. You're no longer allowed to be a human being. Being a human is about making a mistake learning from your mistakes and being a better person because of the mistake right but once you're counseled there's no longer room and sometimes you might not even be a better person because depending on your level of your your popularity level you might not have room to come back
1: so so i want to kind of shift this conversation to, um I, i want to get into what needs to happen um, I read this article in psychology today y'all know I like psychology today um and this guy made a really great point about the implications for cancel culture so I'm just gonna read a sn- snippet the author of this um of this article is Grant Hillary Brenner he's a psychiatrist and a psychoanalyst and he He made some really great points. He said the implications for cancellation culture are important. Avoidance is a core core symptom of post-traumatic stress disorder. Suppression is a good short-term defense, but without access to those experiences, we cannot expand to contain them. If cancel, if canceling is followed by forgetting, if canceling is a superficial fix, and then we move on to the next thing, to cancel, we will miss the next stages of the work. And he was basically saying that cancel culture is not effective if you don't deal with, um, the things that are fundamentally wrong with the situation or the person, like I said, in in certain situations when you're talking about misogyny or sexism or racism, canceling certain ideologies or certain behaviors or practices, like the whole defund the police thing right now. I, I know that's not a popular. No, there's a debate about the whole defund the police, and it's not popular opinion for some people, and then it's popular for a, a mass group of people because of what what the those people actually mean by defund the police right but the reality is the whole notion behind defunding the police is changing the conversation it don't mean that there's no need for police officers or some type of law enforcement basically what it means is that we need to fund the current system or structure of how law enforcement is operating and that we need to change and transition to funding systems that are really about rehabilitation or um, engaging the community in a way that decreases crime and decreases incidence of oppression and racism and, and so those systemic things.
0: Counseling or defunding the police by way of protest in order to make a more positive change for our society. Yes. So that's some of the good side of council culture. Yes. Right? So when you see that there's a problem, we've seen numerous protests throughout the years and even here recently during a pandemic because of police killings and all that. So when I say the people hold the power, it gives power to the powerless when you... um, insert yourself into the council culture now it's like you know what we need to cancel this way of policing to create a better society yeah through a protest but so it's that's not some just of the, the good ways of, because we've so seen council, the council culture is now being called council culture but if you really think about it mm-hmm. it's been existing through protest protesting is a way of counseling it's a council culture
1: yeah but the, the thing about what i'm saying is different from It just is simply being uh, protesting. And Mm -hmm. see, that's part of the problem as to why there's not always solutions or change because people get mixed up about the message. You know, so one person may suggest defund the police, but the ideology or the idea behind this is transitioning funding from here to here. It is a solution. Mm -hmm. So it's a solution based statement that was basically shortened in a term that is easily brandable or easy to communicate, right? Defund Defund the police. Mm -hmm. But cancel culture has taken it as just shutting down the law enforcement, right? But reality is that is supposed to be a solution-focused statement that we're no longer funding police in the manner in which they operate. Mm -hmm. You know, we we are... recommended that we take our funding and put it in other places and so i really like what this guy talked about because he was just basically saying that right now the whole cancel culture is like using a spot remover to clean up a stain when the whole rug or the whole um carpet needs to be deep shampooed, and so wow yeah i mean if you think about it Because the whole Me Too movement or the whole Time's Up movement, all of that was about basically saying you can no longer hide. People who are doing these things, who are sexually sexually acting out or taking advantage and silencing the victims are no longer able to do that. But it has to be solution-focused. So if we're going to cancel somebody, then there has to be uh uh alternative but we also kind of make sure we just canceling the right people so i don't even like the whole term cancel culture like or cancel like people shouldn't be canceled because i think there are instances where there are growth and we need to allow room for growth and so i kind of want to transition what does it look like to be able to hold people accountable for things that they say especially when they have status, especially when they are public figures, but allow them room to grow from those mistakes. because. Let me
0: tell you about one incident that I kind of... Like with Kevin Hart. You know, when they, he was going to host... Uh, one of the award shows. Was I think it, was it the, the Emmys? The Emmys or something like that. Emmys
1: or Grammys. And they
0: tried to go back to where he said something like years ago about gay people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or something, a joke that he made or something like that.
1: Homophobic talk. Yeah.
0: And he kind of like eased his way on about it. At. He was just like, look, I'm not apologizing for that. I've changed. Well, he had already had apologized. Yeah.
1: He was just saying, I apologize for that once before.
0: But that's a great example of what else do you want from me? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I've apologized. Now, what do you want me to do? i on changed
1: my, my talk.
0: i changed. I've apologized. You want me to get on my knees and beg? He's like, I'm not doing that.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I really respect him for that because was just like, you know what? I've already apologized. I've changed the way I think about Move it. Move on. Let's go yeah but y'all want to keep bringing it back as a reason to say we're not going to allow you to be the host
1: but i think it's just the change and shift in trans and in society i think we talked about this one um last season on season two where we've become a society where everybody gets a a, a trophy for participation you no longer have to exhibit a special talent or anything like and we've made people sensitive you know um You know, I think even, especially with comedians, one of the things or the beauty about comedy is talking about real feelings, real thoughts, and, and being funny and making fun of it. Yes, there are real topics. We're talking about stereotypes and things of that nature. But the reality is... That is the whole point of comedy is taking real life experiences. I realize I ain't been looking at the camera this whole time. Taking real life experiences and making light of it, right? What happens when you get into a society where people can no longer take their thoughts or their feelings, even if they're immature, and make light of it? Because that leaves room for growth. And that they are actually... What helps them change or evolve as a person is actually putting their pain or real experiences into comedy. It's what actually is growing them as people.
0: But you know what?
1: That's you, how they just, you just their said day. something though. Mm-hmm.
0: Comedians do that publicly.
1: Publicly. I'm
0: going to go back to Kevin Hart. On his last stand-up thing that he did at home. He talked about when he cheated on his wife. Mm-hmm. Made fun of it. Mm-hmm. But you can also, one of his episodes was Laughter Through the Pain or something like that. One of his. What was it called? The stand up? It was called something like Laughing Through the Pain or something like that. Yeah. A lot of comedians give forgiveness from the public because they're public with their stuff. Mm hmm. You know, so they come out with like, yeah, this is what I dealt with. I've grown. Most, if you see the other people, like, for instance, R. Kelly. He hasn't even admitted to it. This dude is going to be canceled forever. <laughs> <laughs> you, know I mean? you know what I mean? Some yeah. of
1: us feel so bad as we want to be able to, you
0: know... Yeah. Bump that music. Yeah. But it's just like...
1: Remind somebody of their
0: But think about it, though. Because the people... Going back. The people hold the power. When you're a public... Especially when you're a public figure. Yeah. Right? The people hold the power. So the comedians, they can come out and... They can talk and discuss their lives. You take Cat Williams. Mm-hmm. He talk about his life. Make fun of it. And then we grow sympathy and empathy for them. And then we accept them again.
1: But we do that because in their comedy, which is very public, they're processing. Yes. I mean, that basically, it's, it's therapy. therapy for them. It's therapy they are processing their lives and basically saying... front of all of us. Saying, I know this may not have been right, but this is the place I was in, in that moment. And we deem it as acceptable. But we're also getting to the place as a society that it is no longer acceptable for comedians who have always processed their, their junk, right? On stage. On stage. It's no longer acceptable for them. You know what I'm saying? And so I just think that as we shift in society to the world being so much smaller because of social media and because of the internet, we need to be mindful that a lot of our experiences are universal. What makes us human is that we are not perfect.
0: Not at all.
1: We're not robotic. What? We we don't have a preset response or way of thinking. And I think, if we're not careful with people who use the term that we're just sheep, the the whole cancel culture is proving that more and more and more. That people um, that is no longer deemed by society for us to be free thinking, for us to not be robotic in our thinking, robotic in our responses. But
0: you know what though? It also goes to when you think about the counsel culture, the people who are on the counseling side, the canceling side, become bullies. They, be, they become the bad guy. If you really think about it, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like you're not allowing another person to be human. Mm-hmm. Can you actually throw a stone at this man? Have you ever done anything? You know what I'm saying. That's so one of
1: my tips. You're you're
0: not. You can you can't say. You should be counseled because they can turn around and say, you know what? If I knew this about you, you should be counseled, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And whatever you do, you work at McDonald's, you need to be counseled because <laughs> you dropped that hamburger on the floor and picked it back up.
1: Like Jesus said, he.
0: Oh, Lord, oh. she can't even remember Jesus.
1: What?
0: Go ahead. <laughs> what Jesus said, babe.
1: Oh, God. They can get. I had it in my mind, um, cast stone. the first stone. He who is basically who he who is free of sin cast the first stone. You know when they were trying to stone the lady for doing whatever. And
0: yeah, you can't throw stones, and you got all this stuff in your in your backpack in your and closet. A whole
1: backpack of uh, 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 rocks. Right. So let's talk about some things that need to really happen when we talk about canceling people or holding people. Um, or just moving on from this whole cancel culture thing. I think, like you said, we've said a few times that we need to allow people to be human. Meaning we need to give them space and time to make mistakes. We also have to recognize where a person is in their life. Like, there are certain things that are just unacceptable if you're 55 years old, right? But that would be more acceptable for someone who's at 16. You know, I think that we recognize at 16 there's a lack of maturity and lack of life experience and so there should be some some room to allow a person to make a mistake when you recognize that they lack experience or maturity right yeah, yeah. um but you may be able to have a higher standard for someone who may be 50 years old you know mm-hmm. so i think again we need to allow people to be human but also we need to forgive people if they apologize and demonstrate that they genuinely have learned from their mistake. You know, I think we...
0: Some people don't have a forgiving heart.
1: Yeah, I know. But the reality is, if someone says, hey, I'm sorry, I didn't recognize that. We can't always have an attitude, they're only sorry because they got called out. Or they're only sorry because they got caught. That's the only reason why they apologize. apologizing. That may be true. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't mean it is not true. But the reality is being called out or being caught was the experience they needed to reassess their decision making. Yeah. So just because they're only doing this action because they was found out doesn't mean that their growth or their uh, apology isn't genuine. It doesn't yeah. mean it's disingenuous. Yeah. I also think that, like you said, don't be a hypocrite. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be the bottom of the the kettle calling the pot, the bottom of the pot calling kettle black. You know what I'm saying? You just need to make sure that if you're going, like I said about COVID, like all these people out here talking, y'all need to wear masks, y'all need to social distance. And then they up in the club, you know what I'm saying? Or with 50, 11 people that they don't live with. Don't be a hypocrite. Also, don't just be a, fo- a follower. I think you, when you mentioned the whole thing about the the mob theory or the mm-hmm. pack theory, I mean, what we see with the whole cancel people who fall into and the people cancel culture,
0: they don't want to associate it, but it's really a gang mentality. A
1: gang mentality, but and it's, it's like, almost you call like a it feeding cancel. frenzy. So yeah, like when you think about animals smelling blood, it's like one person goes for blood, and then it, or zombies or vampires or whatever you want to p- put that to yeah. once the smell of that blood they get a, the people get a little smell of blood yeah. it creates this fren- frenzy and everybody's jumping so on what's
0: it. going on psychologically that that happens
1: why are you gonna put me on the spot like that
0: well what i think it goes back to the power thing it's like the person who didn't have in the power i'm gonna go a little bit deeper sometimes I just want
1: me to talk about like the chemical response of no, the brain. No. I'm like, I'm but sometimes
0: crazy. I think it's people who don't have friends. Like think about it, social media allows you to align yourself with a belief, and you can get a whole gang of friends in an instant. Mm-hmm. Right now you got somebody to talk to. Oh yeah, girl, uh, he shouldn't do this, do, this, do, this, do this. You know what I'm saying? And it allows you to have feel like somebody.
1: Well, it for is. a
0: split second it is and I think today. psychologically that's what's going on yeah you don't even know the other side you're just so caught up in yourself it could be very selfish
1: I don't even I wouldn't even say is you're rooting in self is feeling a part of like you said usually isn't if people who are bullied or bullies have typically been bullied you know what I'm saying they feel that sense of isolation and so their actions it their actions are rooted in the fact that they want somebody else to feel like they feel. It's just like they say, "Hurt people, hurt people."
0: And this is like LL Cool J said, in that movie, in too deep." Mm-hmm. Everybody want to be a part of something.
1: Everybody want to be. A part everybody
0: want to be a part of something. Yeah. So it's like when you are not a part of anything, or you know, you're very isolated. Especially as you get older, and you become adults. Sometimes you kind of veer off from your friends, and you're isolated. It's so easy to get on social media. And become part of a council culture, or jump into a emotional situation, and get on this whole game mentality because you want to be a part of something. You're missing something within your own life.
1: I think. I think before we end this out, end this or wrap this up, one of the things I do want to kind of point out and just kind of leave people with thinking about this is when we think about the system of racism in mm-hmm. this country, right? There have been countless white people who have told stories about the trauma of being the first time they witnessed someone they was with be racist or or act out in a violent way towards somebody because of people of color. And I can't remember what I was listening to or who was telling this story. But it was this white lady talking about her being a young child riding in the backseat of a friend's car with her mom and the lady making jokes about how many niggers she could run over with her car. Right. And as a child, remember feeling like it wasn't right right but the whole thing that drives uh, racism is the whole pack theory thing you know yeah and so I think if we really want to talk about creating positive change creating systemic change in society and taking things in a better direction we have to really evaluate when we are a part of canceling someone, we have to think about systems like racism or the the police force because that's the whole thing about police officers who witness things, who don't feel good about what's happening, but they're afraid to speak out because all the other police who are... Because they'll get canceled. Get, they'll get canceled by them, yeah. right? So before you become a, a bandwagon friend or become... Uh, a part of this whole cancel culture but part of the beehive Or whatever you are gonna be a part of Ask yourself What kind of world are you creating?
0: Yeah You know? Yeah, and why do you feel like you need to be a part of it? Yeah You know, sometimes you might have to go within And say, you know what? Why am I becoming a part of the beehive? Yeah, I like Beyonce But I'm not about to go attack people Who don't like Beyonce Yeah you know what I mean? It's just like, why do I feel the need to go in and attack someone who doesn't like the same person that I like or their ideology? You know what I'm saying? So ask yourself those type of questions because really it could be telling you a lot about yourself.
1: And I think this is an important conversation to have with your kids. Like one of the conversations that Lamar and I try to have with our kids about when they want something. I remember my daughter uh, asking for... Um, We talked about this before, asking about a a, a MK purse, a Mm -hmm. Michael Kors purse when she was younger. She wanted that for Christmas. And Lamar just simply asked her, what is it about this purse? Why do you want that? Why do you want a purse with someone else's name and initials on it? Let's get you a, a Jada Story purse. You know?
0: My baby girl has a beautiful name, Jada Chanel. Let's get you a Jada Chanel purse. And that's exactly what we did.
1: Put a old government name on the mm. internet. <laughs> but anywho.
0: My bad. <laughs> Cancel that. <laughs> I,
1: I'm just saying, just having that conversation with your kids. Like before you jump on the bandwagon, before you go forming this opinion, how how much information do you know about that situation? Yeah. What do you know to be true? What do you know to be fact or fiction about it? And why do you want to be a part of this? Why did you adopt or choose this opinion to be your opinion?
0: And then go inside and ask you ask yourself, what is fact or fiction about yourself? And why you decided to jump on the bandwagon? Ask yourself that. You know what I mean? And I think about the situation that we, we talked about earlier. I got so
1: confused. Why
0: me. do you... Decide to jump on a bandwagon in a situation you know nothing about.
1: Yeah. So, anyway. That is our discussion on cancel culture. I appreciate y'all tuning
0: in. Yeah, follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, at Living the Stressed Life. Um, We have um a good amount of episodes this is our third season of our podcast so feel free to go back and listen to some great conversations we've had in the past some great interviews and follow us. we love to just you know communicate with you reach out if you want to be on the show if you got a topic you want to talk about and you feel like you want to lend your opinion and be on our show reach out to us yeah
1: so we're also on instagram um the stress life mm-hmm. on twitter our stress life um we also have a website living the stress and so um hey check us out like right. share and until next time live your best life
0: living through your stress life Hi. Yeah.